Good afternoon, traders and investors. Who's ready for another stock market movers where we go through all the headlines out in the market and, of course, get to expert opinions so that you guys can stay in the informational edge. It looks like it's a red day today. Looking around to see where the strength could come from. There are some stocks bouncing back right now, but we're going to keep watch. What was hot and what was not is going to be a little bit longer today. We need to take a look. There's a lot of things leaking out there. There's some coming back. We'll talk all about it. Our topics today, Bitcoin dropping fast, Ryan Cohen selling out, Warner Brothers, Apple, GM, Amazon Prime, Applied Materials, Deer, Foot Locker, and Bill.com. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, we got our guest today, Sid Hartson High, founder and CIO of Iron Hold Capital. Let's dive into another Stock Market Movers. I'm your host, Money Mitch. Tell me, guys, what you guys think about the new intro. There are three ways to make a living in this business. Be first, be smarter, or cheat. I can't help you cheat, but I can give you the informational edge to help you succeed in the markets. Welcome to Stock Market Movers. All the market moving headlines and expert opinions every day. They say money is the oxygen of capitalism, and I want to breathe more than any man alive. All right, like always, we're here to get to the nitty gritty, so let's dive on into today's show. You guys see the topic scrolling down at the bottom. Let's go into the first one. Of course, we're going to talk about Bitcoin dropping fast, trading under that 22,000 Bitcoin also pulling down the miner stocks that's what we really try to pay attention here is kind of the actual market and how those are affecting it so let's take a look at some of these miner stocks mara is the first one that i'm going to call out but there's a lot of these you can take a look at um we'll go through some of these here but look how this is get, getting down today down on the day about 10 percent and seeing a real quick turnaround on these stocks the question is will they come eventually and take out their lows they've made some big runs on up some other ones you guys can watch hut hut also coming down fast there riot coming down fast and the one that i'm going to go ahead and go on a limb here and that's micro strategy this is the one that i'm going to say right here right now I'm really concerned about micro strategy. I think this is going to come down fast and it could come down in a hurry. I would really watch the trend line and you can see how this one didn't come back as far as some of these other ones. If it cracks around 200, I think you're going to get back down there. Even it could come down to 100 and we're talking about a stock that was just above 300. So that would be a big cut down on MSTR. Just keep these ones on your radar. We'll see what happens in the Bitcoin stocks, but a lot of these minor names just getting crushed right now, and I think they continue to get hit hard. I see you guys in the chat talking about the bleeding out in the market. We'll definitely take a look. Tell me what you guys think, of, if there's any ticker that's on your radar that you guys just want to focus on, you want to focus on a certain area. That's really what I'm all about on Money Mitch. I like to get to sectors and industry analysis. That's what it's all about. I think if you can focus on rotation, you can catch flips like we caught in the SPY. We talked about it this week, how that RSI could be giving us that factor of the turnaround. And we talked about it before the stock turned around. We talked about it on Monday that I thought, there you have it. 
There Now you have the top in the RSI. In the next day or two, you could see that turnaround and boom. The next couple of days, we had that turnaround. We had that small green day yesterday. Then taking out Monday's lows today, now you're starting to see that continued downside. This is why I like using RSI at extreme moments. I know a lot of people don't pay attention to this, but this is what I use RSI for, is to tell me when we could potentially see the top. Just like we got a negative divergence when we got this topping here in the 92s in November, when the bull market came to end, negative divergence, RSI coming down, coming down, yet the price action kept up. That was giving us a signal that we could see a quick move down, and that's what we got eventually in the SPY. So now what we need to watch, right, is are we going to get that quick move down, and how far are we going to crack? Are we going to crack the 417? Are we going to go back to 405, 400? That's what everyone's going to start taking bids on and thinking about where the markets could really turn around. Now, one thing that you've been seeing a lot of people talk about, right? And a lot of people are going to continue to talk about, is the economy strong or not, right? And a lot of people are saying that it is strong and that there's a new bull market. I'll be asking that question with my guests coming up here at 145, but it's definitely something that's on my mind. Is this a new bull market or is this just kind of a bull trap in a bear market? All right, let's go ahead. Let's get into the next topic. Of course, Ryan Cohen selling on out. And man, would this affect the kind of the memes names and not just triple BY, right? Would it affect some other ones? Let's take a look here. Uh, triple BY here in the intraday actually just going sideways right now. I'm actually stunned that it's even able to hold here in the 1150s, as I'm sure some people are just caught with their eyes like, Oh no, what do I do now as Ryan Cohen, RC Venture, dumps its stock on Tuesday and Wednesday at the price ranges between 1868 and 2922 per share? He also made uh, 59 million on these uh, kind of shares. And I think that's completely atrocious. But uh, he originally purchased the shares of Bath, uh, Bed Bath and Beyond at roughly $15.34 per share. And then made a killing when it went on up there. I mean, $59 million is no little change there. Uh, but definitely getting that big push. And then you guys are seeing it come down in just about a day. It's already back down from 27 And so this was even up there towards almost 30 It hit 30 for a quick second here. Um, let's see the wick there. It went right to 30 and turned around. So you got to be careful in a name like this. This is how quickly you can get washed out in a name, especially when you got people like Ryan Cohen. And I think those are the worst type of people, people that tell you that they're on your side. They tell the memesters out there that they're on their side. But really, we see it here, not on the side with them and just trying to make a quick buck off of them. Those are really the people that I would really warn to follow as now I'm going to go ahead and call that you guys are probably going to see GME come back down, even I think as far down as the teens, when you guys really probably see a GME flush here. I've been keeping an eye on it today. It's been holding on just a little bit, but I think this eventually just flushes down through the 33s. And eventually, I think this is going to come down and take out this 20, becoming into the teen stocks. And then from there, you'll, you'll see it probably break down, eventually going back down to where it came from. Um, back into the $10 range. GME 
I think this implodes DME. I don't think anybody can trust Ryan Cohen after this. For my own beliefs, I wouldn't trust him. But to each his own, if you want to go ahead and do so. All right, let's get out of the Ryan Cohen talk. Let's get into what I really like to talk about, which is what was hot and what was not. Let's go into that, uh, my favorite segment here. Let's go take a look what's moving in the market, right? All right, so let's go. Let's take a look here. What was moving today? If we take a look, let's all we do is I filter out by percentage change from the open. And now we have two areas slightly bouncing back. One area that is really on my focus, which is energy. Let's talk a little bit about that. As we're starting to see oil get strong and natural gas get strong. Yesterday, I was playing that XOM today. I This was the perfect trade to take again here. As you saw on XOM, just hold the gains and now really starting to push above the 95. I talked about that yesterday. And I wanted to see a close near 95 or above. Now we're really starting to push and take a look at the weekly. The weekly is really starting to look better here as we're starting to really come back here after that quick decline. And now it's looking like we're heading on our way right back up there towards the 105s. The question is, will we stop when we get up here towards the 96, 93s? But right now, this looks great for it to come right back up there towards 100. And it's not just XOM, right? It's a bunch of oil names that I'd be watching one that I watch for a move towards 100 that already making it a good one is Kanoko Phillips. I've talked about this one. This one's really been strong. I like the setup on the daily when it was setting up here for the 100 breakout. It went right back above 100, came back below, held the pullback, now taking off there. That's a good one there. Oxy's another one, of course, the Warren Buffett. Look how he's killing it. Now up there to 68. Oil is coming back, and this is really going to start causing concerns. Why? Because you're going to start seeing concerns of what? If oil prices spike up back towards the highs, will inflation have truly peaked? This is my warning sign that has been really concerning me if inflation truly has peaked or not. A lot of us have to keep on watch, and a lot of the areas that I would watch is oil and natural gas. Let's take a look at some of those natural gas names. All right, let's go towards uh, UNG. UNG also coming back today, and you're seeing natural gas staying strong. And one of the things that I would say is it's keeping the range. It did test down into this gap zone, build the gap, came right back up today. So I do think eventually you get above and go towards 35. Remember, I was talking about this way back then here. When we started showing this topping action, I drew this on June 9th as we were coming down. I was looking for us to come right back up towards those highs. Now it's looking like we want to take up towards the next levels. Same thing I would look for Boyle. I think we eventually get back towards those 130s and could rip even higher. So be careful out there if you're shorting against natural gas or kind of playing fold, which is the opposite. Oh, no, cold, which is the opposite of Boyle. I wouldn't be playing that, but hey. To each his own. Keep your eyes on these oil names. I have a feeling we'll keep ripping. And you can look for the cheaper ones too, right? Like uh, let's say like this Tell. Tell is one that has been trying to come back on up. So maybe you don't like these expensive oil names and you're looking for some cheaper plays. Clear example of a stock that I would keep on watch is Tell. Look how today you got that kind of hourly washout look. It comes right back towards an hourly support, creates a support for you. Now coming on back, Look for these washout moves and for it to continue. There's other names you can watch like BORR, 
There's a lot of these names that you can watch on these drilling stocks. Let's see if they get the next lift. All right, let's get out of what was hot. Let's go into some that were not. Let's go towards what was getting hit hard today and getting hit the hardest, which was technology really starting to flip down. What are some of these technology names? Well, first, let's let's start off with the leadership, right? Leadership really starting to show that weakness. Apple starting to get hit here. Microsoft starting to get hit here. Google starting to get hit here. And that one looks actually pretty pretty like it's getting right back into that bearish range. When it gets back into the 117, that little fake out to the upside could have been that fake bull trap there. Meta heading down quickly. This is one that I'm definitely not a, a bull in. This one, I think it eventually could be down towards 100 as you're seeing Meta just struggle and struggle. It might take out the pandemic lows. It might, it might get as far down as that 135. Around there, you have a 140 low. And I think it eventually could get back down there. TSM also starting to look weak. This looks like it just wants a fall. And this is one of those stocks that I would put on warning. Any negative news comes out of China in that situation and pow, will go TSM. And so for my eyes, I'm keeping an eye on these stocks. They do look like they're getting hit hard. All right, let's go towards some of the tech names. Also, solar really getting hit hard, right? So solar was the first area that I called some weakness in this in this week for an industry turnaround. ENPH is one of these names that I've been looking at, taking lead of a lot of these solar names. And I had a feeling that they've ran a little bit too far. So take a look here at EMPH, rejecting that breakout towards 300. It tried multiple times, and I always talk about this, when a stock tries to get up there, it got up there right here on this first action, right? It gets down here, it tries one time to break out two times to break out, three times to break out. If it can't break out and it tries that next that next day to try to get up there and it tried to get up there, you can see there's multiple times where it tried to hold that breakout. One run, two run, three run. It tries on the fourth, couldn't hold that 300, now rejecting from those levels. It could come back down and kind of fill this gap zone, then find some support to come back. So that's kind of the area that I would look for a pullback into if you're looking for a pullback opportunity in some solar names. Of course, this isn't the only solar name that got hit hard. Uh, solar industry is down about 4.92. SEDG getting hit hard here for solar. Look at Run. Run down 6% there. Uh, Array down 7%. There's a lot of these names just getting hit hard right now. Even the CSIQ that had great earnings yesterday. All right, what's going on out there? Is this the start of a bear trend? Well, it could be. It very much could be. I mean, what I would say is we would first need to kind of break down back into that range that we had over here. That's when you're going to really start getting some concern. The bulls are thinking that this could just be a pullback, right? This could just be a momentary pullback. What would really concern them is they really start seeing some weak market breath and getting down into this range then if we crack this line and get into the 400s, that's really where I think the concern comes for down towards 360, down towards the low of 362. We'll see what happens there. Uh, another area that was cracking is some of the bigger tech names like the semiconductors that warned, right, and pre-announced. NVIDIA came back all the way up there and I was looking at this 190. Would it break above the 190? 
That's what I was looking. If the Bulls got it up back above the 190s, I was like, well, you can't fight this one. You could see it was trying. It was trying. It could not get that breakout. Now it's right back down towards the 180s. This could crack right back down towards 170. And from there, you could see it back down towards the 150. This one's in a longer kind of bearish trend. And I think that was a fake out towards the upside. Now we're starting to get some washout. AMB is another one. Tried to hold the 100. Could not hold the 100. One time. Two times, three times, the fourth time, it just tried to do it. It went to a high of 194 yesterday, 101.07, rejecting that 100, showing me that the downside's coming here on AMD. And there you guys have it. It's starting to wash out. I think this one eventually can come back down and at least test some of this gap zone right back down here. So going towards the 91s, 90, then we'll see if it's able to catch some bid. And I'm actually going to delete the drawings here for AMD. I was looking for that breakdown to 96. Now we need to look for the support break here. Will it get back into this zone? So if it breaks the 95, the next level there is 9460s and could come down towards the 90s. I'm starting to see some of these tech names crack. And remember, Micron, right? Micron started making its way back, even though it made that gap down, pushed back. Now it's right back into those price points. This one could drop fast through the 60. All right, another area where you guys should be watching, right, is will ARC take out the lows as growth starts to get hit? This is one area that I would definitely pay attention to. Will ARC take out those lows? What stocks are in ARC that are getting drilled down for shorting opportunities? Or maybe you're an options player and you're just trying to play some puts. Let's go out and see what is struggling in ARC so that we can nail it down. All right, ARC is definitely one that I keep watch to, and I was pointing to it that it was weaker in the last two days, even though the market was stronger. This shows me what? This shows me rotation from value to growth. And so from, from growth to value, I'm sorry, I just flip-flopped it there, from growth to value, right? And so ARC is a lot about growth stocks. That's what led us back. That's what got us up here. What's going to bring us back down? those growth stocks getting hit, right? And so you got to ask yourself, what was in ARC that got us up here? I talked about this on pre-market prep. A lot of this was two areas, software names and biotech names. You also have some healthcare diagnostics and research. And you also have, of course, some Bitcoin type of plays like coin or some uh, like a platform like hood. Now let's start taking a look at one are the, the stocks that got hit the hardest today, right? And so I'll do this by change. I'll take a look at what stocks got hit. And you can see it here. The healthcare name starting to show up. She has a lot of diagnostics research, biotechs, software, and a lot of kind of these platform style stocks. Let's go through some of these. PACB, look at this DNA. Everybody were thinking, well, Ginkgo Bioworks back. This one's a retail favorite, and it just got destroyed. It's right back down to the lows there. That didn't take long. Coin. Coin was getting on up there, and people were seeing this back above 100. Look at this, guys. One time to reject getting above there. Two times to reject. Three times the rule of four, the rule of three coming into play on that fourth try, failing to get back towards that 100, now rejects down through the support. I've, I've, I'm mentioning this multiple times so that you guys can catch some of this technical analysis and take a look at it yourself. Do you guys see the rule of three playing in a lot of these attempted breakouts, then breakdowns? 
there you guys see coin hood getting down there nine percent a lot of these just getting crushed nvta another diagnostics and research stock then we start getting into some of the software look at path path straight down right now and this looks ugly to me this looks like it just wants to crack down towards that 15. you see some other names here software application name shopify right i'm talking about these software names unity software application name starting to give that up starting to come right back then we get into some of those biotechs like beam look at beam getting hit hard look at square software infrastructure still software though getting hit hard roblox roblox i would still consider this a software even though it's an electronic gaming look at this turning around also then you get another software application name getting hit hard you're seeing the trend, right? This is this is not something that I'm bringing up. This is a trend. Twilio, Twilio is still a software name in my eyes. It, it's it's uh, under the technology sector, but it, in my eyes, it's still a software name. You got TDoc, TWO, Roku, Nvidia, bunch of these names that are struggling. Look at this stock like CRISPR that brought it back. Biotech name that is loved in in uh, kind of the therapeutics, but look at this really starting to get hit hard. Fate getting hit hard. A lot of these names that it, Kathy has really starting to leak and I've seen the turnaround in healthcare. That's why I was watching biotech to see if it was going to stay weak. And now it's come down pretty fast in the last couple of days, as you're seeing the turnaround away from a couple areas. And so it's not only biotech, we're going to look for software names getting hit and also for biotechs turning around. So be careful out there. But like always, I think there's some great opportunities out there if you can catch when growth rotates back to value. And then let's say if you were looking for maybe um, some value names or maybe some defensive names just to try to catch some uh, kind of bids to the upside. One that I was looking for, a nice push with CL. I've been talking about this one for a little while. I even drew this circle. When did we draw this? We drew this on the 17th. We drew this just two days ago on Wednesday. Would we get up there? And we were where on Wednesday? We were right here on the in-between day. We were looking to see, okay, now we got this kind of in-between inside candle. Let's see if we get that takeoff towards 83, 84s, and 85s. Now you're starting to see the lift. I'd keep this one on my radar. CL looks good. PG, I think, comes back. Look at that nice little hold of the trend. It is coming on back there. And you can also take a look at the Kraft Heinz company to come back on up through those 44s are some that I would keep on my watch. All right, let's get out of some Kathy talk. We can talk about some other names out there. Let me catch up with the chat. I know that a lot is going on out there. Shop is not software. Well, I, I mean, do, do you still do you use software when you're on shop? I would still consider that a, a, a software name. I mean, look, it, it literally is under software application. That's what it's under, Shopify. Uh, but who knows? What about utilities, says Lord Byron? Let's take a look. Utilities have been the sneaky sector up. The sneaky sector. Why? Because these kind of come up and hold the gains. I drew this line here. Let's see when I drew this. I created this in February 21st. I updated this on May 10th. And look, it's held this. Utilities love to go up, come back down, catch the trend. Come up, come back down, catch the trend. This is how it's been since 2020. And it's continued to trend. That's why it's important to draw kind of those trend lines. And now let's take a look at some of these names. I've talked about them. 
Uh, so you got Duke that's made a nice little push on up. And you can see that trend line here in Duke. It's very simple. It's trying to get back up through that 112.63. And it's doing well there on the monthlies. I have this on the monthly there. And so you're starting to see the weekly breakout above the 110. And now it's looking really strong. One that I've liked, Excel. Look how Excel has really taken off. This in the last couple of uh, like weeks, look at that. In just 27 days, nice little 14%. But the, the truth is, is that a lot of people don't play these because they're not the fast, sexy names. They're very slow and staggered movement. But one thing that I like when you trade those utilities, you don't got to worry too much of these names probably going to zero or losing 45% overnight. So yes, to each his own, maybe you like those fast movers and that's why you trade those. But names like this are names that kind of keep that trend and the trend is your friend, like they always say. So names like this, you can trade with the trend and just stay on it. Like imagine if you traded this XEL and you got in when the price crossed the 9 EMA towards the upside and closed above it. That would have been this candle right here. And you could have just held to the trend. And if you hold to the trend, do you ever break that 9 EMA? No, you never break it. You could have held all the way up here on this move by just using a trend trading strategy on the utilities. All right, let's get out of this. I just wanted to catch it for you guys in the chat. You guys run the show, so don't worry. If you guys have something to talk about, I'm always willing to take a second and go ahead and cover it. All right, let's keep going here. The next area that I wanted to talk about was WBD and Warner Brothers move today. What are they doing? Well, they're going ahead and closing some of the originals. So Warner Brothers Discovery uh, removing 36 movies and TV series from its platform. Discovery, of course, working now with HBO. And they're cutting this. Uh, of course, what are these coming from? Those originals that HBO Max tried to start. There's a lot of these that were in kind of the family uh, teen drama and uh, Sesame Street spinoff. They just didn't do well. And so I think Discovery Plus is trying to figure out how do we go ahead and re-strategize here together with Discovery Plus to create a, a, uh, a platform and a product that really is going to get picked up so that they can spend the money on the originals the right way. It's something to watch. Um, will Warner Brothers Discovery come back? I mean, look at this bottoming opportunity now. I mean, this might be this might be the bottom. Let's see. Let's see if there's any volume that's been coming in lately. And so you can see here when this candle happened, a lot of volume coming in. I, I, I'm interested a little bit. You can see this. This is a real hard bottom here at 13. Will it hold and just get back up there? It's interesting. I don't know what, what you guys think. What do you guys think about Warner Brothers here with that 13 support? It, it's something that I'm going to keep on watch. I don't. I don't think that this is going to be a monster, but Discovery Plus is good. HBO Max has some really good things. I know that there's going to be another kind of Game of Thrones series that's coming out soon. Maybe that's what gets it going and it starts getting sexy again. We'll see what happens. Warner Brothers here and let's see if the streaming can come back. All right, let's get out of Warner Brother talk. Let's go towards the next talk, which is going to be about Apple users advised to immediately update their phones 
Is that playing into the drop today? I don't think it's really playing into the drop today, but it's something that I would keep on watch. Of course, if Apple starts getting attacked by a whole bunch of kind of cybersecurity concerns, that would definitely bring Apple down here. You could see it, it tried to get back up there. It rejected here the VWAP. I love when this happens right here. Nice little VWAP fade right back down. Now it's looking to take out the lows. It's looking like it's starting to drop there fast. Uh, next one up, let's talk about GM. GM coming in here and authorizing uh, the buyback here or reinstating the quarterly dividend of $0.09 cents per share and will resume optimistic buybacks. They also said they're raising capacity under the existing buyback program to $5 billion. GM is investing more than $35 billion through 2025 to advance our growth plan, including rapidly expanding our electric vehicle portfolio and creating a domestic battery manufacturing infrastructure, said Maria Barra, GM chair and CEO. So there you guys see why GM got that spike. And of course, I don't think the spike is going to hold. Reason why I don't think it's going to hold is because Tesla is dragging down some of these auto manufacturers. And this looks like a little short opportunity myself here off of this VWAP. We'll see what happens there on Tesla. But it does look like it's dropping fast here. Ford also coming down on this. So I think in the long run, GM is trying to get up there. It gave some good news, but it might just leak right back down. We'll see what happens here. Did get a nice little push. We'll see if it can get back above. A close above, let's say 3950s going to 3975 wouldn't be bad on this stock. We'll see if it can do that. You can see the 3950s, 3975. It tried to do that right here above the 40s. Couldn't do it in the intraday. Now starting to come down. We'll see if it can get back up there or does it reject right back down. All right, what's up? What's up with you guys in the chat? I see uh, you guys talking about Zoom, WEC. We could take a look at that. HBO has the best contents is Frank White. Can't blame you on that. Oxy just took off. <sighs> Oxy, Oxy. Ooh, look at that oil ripping. I know that a lot of people were doubting me in my oil call that we would get another run, but it's looking like we're getting it here. So it's something to keep on watch. You guys are seeing Oxy take on off and it's not just Oxy. I'm sure. I mean, look at Gush. Gush was one that I was going to look to trade. This is the opportunity of a leverage uh, from direction daily here. And I mean, Kanoko Phillips is one that I like. Um, XOM. We'll see if these can keep pushing, but definitely uh, Oxy definitely getting some lift there. Looks like there's some big push there. Some volume that came in there. Uh, 6 million, 4.9 million. I'm sure there was probably some big block that got put through there. All right, let's go ahead. Let's continue here. Let's take a look at the next topic we're going to get into. We'll talk a little bit about Amazon. What do you guys think about Amazon Prime Video stepping on up for Thursday night football of course uh the stock is going down today but i don't think it's due to the headline i just wanted to talk a little bit about what you guys think about amazon stepping up for the home for thursday night football this upcoming season marking the first time in history that a streaming service will be the sole carrier of a package for national games this is why the talk really comes from you know apple plus tried to go into it with the major league baseball games now you're seeing Amazon trying to take the Thursday night football. What do you guys think about streaming services that take exclusivity for some of these sporting events? I'd love to hear you guys in the chat. And it's interesting to see now, will Amazon kind of do well on this? Of course, 
you guys can go and get this with an eight dollar and ninety nine uh, month subscription for a Prime Video membership, or you guys can just have your Amazon Prime account. That's what I have, so I'll be able to watch these. Uh, football games but it's interesting to see and note here as amazon is coming down though and coming down fast the leadership today just looks ugly and look at this daily levels it was trying to hold there now it's really starting to crack here and it's interesting because from these levels if it can crack here the 136 it could easily be back down into this gap zone right underneath it and boom we're right back down to 125s this looks weak for me Touchdown, says Sabrina. I got you. Go deep. Let's go. All right, let's go. Let's keep going. I can't wait for some Thursday night football. Maybe that's why that uh, headline caught my eyes. But let's get into some of the earnings stock. Let's take a look how they're trading today. First earnings stock that we're going to talk about is Applied Materials. So let's get into that. At A Matt, for you guys that don't know the ticker, and look at this turnaround there. It was trying to get back up there towards the highs. And what do you get? One time to try to break the highs, two times to try to break the high, three times, and today the fourth failing there. The fourth failing to try to get back above those 112s. Went to 111.52, right back down through the lows, and now showing you that washout there on AMAT. And this has been weak here. Even though it popped off the earnings, you can see the pop here, and look how it got faded right into the market open. Applied materials here coming in with the EPS at $1.94, beating the $1.79 estimate. Sales at $6 at $6.52 billion, beating the $6.28 billion estimate. And sees the Q4 EPS now at $1.82 on the low end and $2.18 on the high end versus $1.94 estimate. It's interesting to see AMAT definitely get hit hard, but I think this is also just having to do with the tech running too far and now definitely getting hit hard today as you're seeing the weakness in semiconductor. And we saw it in NVIDIA. I just showed it a little bit earlier as NVIDIA also continuing the weakness. All right, let's go to the next report. We're going to talk about DEER. Let's get into DEER here. DE, you guys can take a look. It's actually trading up here from the pre-market where it was pretty down here. Let's go talk about their earnings here. EPS at $6.16, beating the six, uh, the $6.69. No, it came in at $6.69. I'm sorry. There's a little error there. And it beat the $6.16 estimate. Sales at $14.1 billion, beating the $12.78 billion estimate. Deer sees now full year 2022 net income at $7 billion to $7.2 billion on the high side. Prior guidance was $7 billion to $7.4. So the high side there coming a little bit down here. But Deer getting a nice little push. We'll see if this cracks. You know, it's holding the trend right now. We'll see if it just cracks towards the end of the day and comes somewhere close to towards like the 158 or somewhere in between this kind of a mean reversion trade here. We'll see if it gets back up there. Deer has been trying to get back through some highs. There's some highs right here through the 375. We'll see if it can get through there. Cat has been making its way back, but similar, right? Just hanging on, trying to make that next step up, but hasn't made that move. All right, the next one up we'll get into is Foot Locker. Let's go to Foot Locker. 
Foot Locker was up significantly in the pre-market. Now has just been going kind of sideways here towards the open. EPS at $1.10, beating the 80 cent estimate. Sales at 2.06 billion, missing the 2.7 billion estimate. Foot Locker CEO Richard Johnson to retire and Marianne Dillon appointed president and CEO. Looks like they like those comments. I don't know what they had against Richard, but. It looks like they definitely are digging Mary Dillon today because this just popped. And it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't a crazy earnings there. Uh, if you look at comparable sales or store sales declined 10.3% year over year. Not what we wanted to hear at least, but hey, look at the pop there. We'll see if this is able to hold the gains. I was wondering, would this make Nike get some lift? And you can see it here. Nike not getting the lift. I think some traders were maybe looking at this, but you can see it just not getting the lift that I thought it would maybe help out uh, kind of some of the other players in footwear. Bill.com having a really good time here. Let's see if it's able to hold here. It is starting to come back a little bit. I'll start talking about Bill.com uh, holdings here at a loss of three cents beating the loss of 13 cent estimate sales at 200.2 million, beating the 183.1 million estimate. Bill.com sees Q1 2023 revenue at 208 million to 211 million on the high side versus the 187.6 million estimate. So definitely starting to give a higher guidance on the revenue for 2023. And also full year 2023 revenue also given a higher revenue there. So good guidance given here by build.com and not a bad looking stock here as you're seeing a kind of a decline on the hourly and then you're starting to get back through those levels and bless you to my dog here. But let me keep going. Uh, it's 175 now trying to get back up there towards the highs towards the 180s. We'll see if we get through that next level eventually going through 182. We had a high in the pre-market of 182.99. We'll see if it gets back up there, but definitely starting to get a nice little push here. You can see it from the five minute just recently getting some lift there and holding the pull, holding the push back above the VWAP. I always like when a stock does this, it, it can be red on the day, give you kind of that bearish outlook. When it comes back above the VWAP, I like for it to hold that VWAP. You get right back above. It tries here on the pullback, tries here on the pullback to break. It can't. And now starts breaking that. Now, when you also break through the trend line, also look for the throwback to hold. And that's exactly what you got here. The throwback holding as you get a wick here, then it holds right here. The trend line now gets that next lift. Interesting stock there, bill.com. All right, let's get out of that. We still got one more to talk about. And in a few minutes, we'll be getting to our interview today. Let's keep going. If you guys got anything in the chat catching your eyes, definitely throw it up there. I'll go ahead and talk about it. MD Oxy is ripping and probably going to keep going. It's something that I'll keep watch. And it concerns me, though, because if oil is going to keep ripping, will it be the top of inflation? Did inflation peak? We're going to find out. All right, let's go towards Ross stores now. As they got EPS coming in here, let's take a look at Ross. Um, I was interested to see how a store like this would perform in a time that we're in. Of course, back to school was during this time. So let's take a look. EPS coming in here at $1.10, beating the 99 cent estimate sales at $4.58 billion, missing the $4.63 billion estimate here. Ross getting a little bit of a pull down today. It didn't really break the 
kind of the support here. I'm going to look to see if it breaks that's 90.27. It's just hanging out right here. You could see it kind of wick through that level. We'll see if it breaks through 90 on the downside. 90 on the downside could get it to break. And you can see it here. It's It's been trying to hold in kind of this positive trail here on the 15-minute. We'll see if it gets back towards 93 or does it crack the 90 and really starts closing back towards 89. We'll see what happens there on Ross store. And will the consumer kind of be making these kind of purchases on clothing and items like that? I will note, though, hey, did we get that full kind of uh, gap fill here? Yeah, it looks like we got that full gap fill there. And I think that's important to note. Now that you filled that gap, you could be coming right back down. So not a bad thing to kind of notice there in Ross. We'll see what happens in Ross stores. All right, getting out of Ross stores, catching up with you guys in the chat. What are you guys talking about? Chewy, GCT, loving the energy. I'm with you, Jim Turner. Let's keep it going here. All right, uh, Looks like I got Quentin in the chat. Hey, if you guys have anything that is on your mind, throw it on up. Looks like 505 Mr. Ali wants to talk about Chewy. Let's take a look. Of course, uh, Ryan Cohen kind of relationship might be hurting it, but Chewy was kind of getting back up there, right? And it was trying to hold up here. Now you're starting to see the flip down. Another thing to note about Chewy, I think it gets some good summer orders, with kind of their their kind of medical service that they have. Of course, Chewy gets you kind of a lot of the prescriptions for animals delivered to your house. And I think that's an important thing to mention here. But now that we're starting to break kind of this trend line, I would be looking for a move back towards that 38s and starting to see it crack. The question is, will it start catching some bid maybe around the 65 EMA or maybe it comes back here into the 36 and kind of keeps going sideways that's what you would want to see. The only thing that is kind of concerning is the weekly outlook that once you break that, you're coming on down there towards the 38 and it could start leaking. The question is, did Chewy investors really sell out because of the relationship of being the kind of the founder with Ryan Cohen? This is something to think about. All right, I'm going to get out of that. We're going to go ahead and get into our first interview coming up in just a few moments. First thing, we're going to go ahead and play a Benzinga Pro promo. If you guys want to follow up with all the latest news, or maybe it's just the earnings and you always want to know what has the company done in the past, how are they, how they surprise or have not surprised in the past, that's why I definitely recommend Benzinga Pro today. Check it on out. Go to pro.benzinga.com, and you can get a two-week free trial. You don't even need a credit card. Check it on out, team. Introducing Portfolio Synchronization with your brokerage. Now you can securely connect your brokerage account to Benzinga Pro, opening a world of personalization. Screen lightning fast news just for the stocks you own. Set alerts for news catalysts that affect only the companies you care about. It's all possible with a simple click and a secure protective connection. Overcome uncertainty and connect your portfolio to Benzinga Pro today. All right, team, let's go ahead. Let's get into our first expert on the day. I'm excited. I've talked to uh, Sahid, uh, Sahar, Sahai, uh, founder and CIO of Iron Hold Capital. I'm excited to ask about overall market talk. And one of the things that I want to ask you guys in the chat is a lot of the times you guys get an opportunity to ask a question also. 
So feel free to throw up a question in the chat. Maybe it's the overall market that you have concern about. Maybe it's a specific stock and maybe I can bring it in with an industry and we can talk about it. Let's go ahead and get to our interview today, but definitely give us a thumbs on up and throw some questions in the chat. This is your opportunity. Also, if you go to other networks, one thing that's going to be a lot of the times different is you don't get the opportunity to ask a question. So right here on Benzinga, enjoy that opportunity and let's get to it. All right, let's go ahead. Let's bring on my interview. Say, say heart, say hi. How are we doing today? Founder and CIO of Ironhold Capital. Welcome to the show. Uh, honored to be here, Mitch. Thank you for inviting me again. Really enjoyed our first time and yeah, looking forward to it. Looking good, and I'm ready to get into the market. Let's talk about what you've recently seen in this overall market. We've had a little run up, right, in the last couple of weeks. A lot of questions start coming into play, especially when we start getting above levels that we're breaking out through ranges and kind of holding up here. Now you're hearing a lot of people in the camp, whether this is a new bull market or that we may test down the lows in the year. Which camp are you in here? Um, in the latter camp, you know, I don't think it's a, you know, it seems like a rally that's fueled by just, you know, easy money that's entered the market for some reason. Uh, if you look at the interest rates where they are right now this year, and you compare them to where they were last year, and when you look at the valuations on the S&P 500, the market doesn't make sense from that perspective. You know, S&P is giving a yield of about 5.5%. And the risk-free rate, you know, to simplify it, what you can keep in the bank and get risk-free is about, you know, anywhere from 3 to 3.5%. So when you look at the premium, the risk premium in this case, it's about 2%, 2.5% at most. And when you look at historical risk premiums, you know, the the range has been around 55 to 6%. So... It wouldn't make sense to me that the market, which was way overvalued last year, is now, you know, pretty much uh, there again, but in an interest rate environment that's much worse, and obviously an inflationary environment that is, uh, you know, unprecedented almost. So I think investors have to be very cautious. I don't think this is a market where you can, you know, uh, you have to be really careful. You have to prioritize capital allocation. Now, I've heard a lot of talk about if this economy is strong right now or is it not strong. How would you feel about this? Well, currently, the economy is doing well. You know, unemployment numbers are good. Spending numbers are good. I mean, companies are onboarding a lot of capital expenditure. So it's good from a demand standpoint. And, you know, it's getting there in terms of supply although the lag between demand and supply has been one of the reasons why you have so much inflation. And I think some of that inflation will be transitory. But right now, the economy, I think, is good. I would expect a little bit of slowdown as you, you know, go up in the rates and, you know, the Fed decides to maybe speed up and get more aggressive. So I don't think there's any fundamental weakness in the economy. But I do think the market's pretty overvalued in my view. Now, one thing that I have been seeing that let us back up is, of course, what probably let us down in the first place, which was growth, right? And now uh, I'm starting to wonder as we start getting growth to fall off here, 
what opportunities might turn around here to give us a chance to catch it as we see the growth trade fall off? Sure. I think, um, I think one of the things that have happened is the, the demise of the tech sector, uh, at least if it was a demise until a month ago, it sort of uh, climbed up a little bit. But you will still find companies within the tech sector that were profitable, run by great management teams, had a very strong balance sheet, and you know we're getting better year by year. And now they're down 50, 60, 70 percent. You know, stocks like Wix.com, Shopify. Uh, these are very high quality businesses. Even uh, a very popular stock like Meta. You know, they've been sold irrationally because investors have taken this view that all tech is bad and overvalued. And so they have sort of uh, exited tech, maybe gotten into energy and other sectors. So within tech, you will find a lot of good opportunities in the profitable businesses. I also think home building, construction, uh, they've been shortchanged quite a bit, especially over the last few years. And uh, you will find a whole bunch of home builders selling for single digit P multiples. And yes, the interest rates have gone up and you know so have the mortgage rates. But... Uh, some of these builders, you know, someone like a Green Brick Partners, which uh, operates in a really uh, demand, uh, strong demand area like Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, um, it, it won't be affected as much, even if the, the rates were to go higher. So uh, I think those present, those two sectors, tech and home building, present the best opportunities we feel. Right now. Excellent. Now, one thing that I've been catching my eye is kind of the bigger banks starting to move on up in the financials. Of course, the question comes to mind, are we getting the soft landing? Is that what the focus is with the banks kind of getting the bounce back, interest rates going up? That should help them. Of course, recession concerns come into play. But if there isn't going to be a recession, is that maybe why we're seeing these financials coming back? Um. Yeah, I think so. I think um, investors are not discounting the interest rate hikes that I think they should be discounting. Um, Risk-free rate is right now about 2.9%. And I think the two-year rate. I don't think it's going to stay at that rate for the next six months, seven months, if you are to bring inflation down from, you know, 8.7, 8.5% to around 2, 2.5%, which is what the Fed is aiming for. So... I certainly believe investors, I mean, I don't know, the, you know, the market's governed by wild forces, as they say, but I do think uh, they're not discounting the interest rate hikes that the Fed most likely will indulge in to control inflation. So banks, you know, are beneficiaries of these uh, short-term rate hikes, you know, uh, the differential between what they lend out and what they have to pay out to depositors doesn't move in the short run that much so temporarily the earnings will look better but i don't think there's fundamentally anything that's strong in the banking sector uh you know so i think it's more of a temporary rally i feel do you feel that we could get a soft landing um historically anytime inflation has been above five percent and the fed has tried to curb it Uh, They've never been able to do so in a smooth manner without causing a recession. So the odds are against it. Um, I also think uh, it's 
you know, the, the Fed's opinion has been that they're going to wait on the data for inflation uh, month by month, and then they're going to decide from there. I don't think you can have that reactionary approach to inflation because it could be rampant and could get away from you very quickly. So, you know, uh, you know, I don't know what will happen, obviously, in terms of the macro of the situation, but I do think uh, the Fed will always prioritize uh, controlling inflation over, you know, protecting markets. So if inflation gets out of hand, you know, this market could come to a brutal end. So yeah, soft landing seems unlikely. Yeah, it's something that I'm keeping on watch. I think, uh, you know, a lot of people say, yeah, inflation's peaked, but Will inflation come back? It can always come back, uh, especially if we start getting more political issues or if oil starts taking off again and the pressures can really come really quick. Um, now, of course, I know that you probably weren't too surprised to hear that Ryan Cohen sold out of his stake in Triple BY. Um, what do you think about the whole situation here? And do you feel that investors were kind of duped here? You know, um, it is difficult to say, you know, because Ryan Cohen may have taken a position um, based on his view of the fundamentals and maybe he got lucky, maybe he didn't, you know, we don't really know yet. So I don't know, maybe he was holding that position for a while. Um, I'm aware that he's been using options and, uh, you know, so, you know, I don't think you can really pinpoint to one investor and say he's responsible for, you know, uh, demise of one stock. Uh, it's a big stock and it's the $4 billion enterprise value, $1.5 billion market cap stock. So I don't think the whims and fancy to one investor will affect the stock price movement for such a big company. And so, you know, I would reserve my opinion on Mr. Cohen. Um, but I do think it's a very overvalued stock. Uh, when you look at Bed Bath & Beyond, it's a dying retailer. It's been losing uh, revenue every year for the last five years. Hasn't been profitable for the last three years, a market cap of one and a half billion. It really has no value when it comes to, you know, discounted cash flows because there are none. It's been a money losing business for a while. And even in terms of assets, they don't surprisingly own a bunch of real estate that you would expect from a retailer. Um, I think uh, last we looked at it, they had $26 million worth of real estate, which is <clears throat> the big scheme of things, uh, given their valuation, almost nothing. So I would be very careful. It seems like a crazy overvalued stock still at the gun valuations. So investors, I think, should be cautious. Definitely. I would agree with that. And, you know, one of the things is always actually looking into financials. Right. And I think that, you know, something can happen where uh, stocks sometimes get disconnected from their financials for a while. But usually that always comes back into play. Thank you for coming on today. Sid Hartson. Hi, founder and CIO of Ironhold Capital. And we'll definitely have you back on. My pleasure. Thank you. For inviting me. Thank you. All right, that's going to do it for our interview today. We're going to take a look at maybe the overall market here. I want to see what's going on. Are we still seeing the leaking on out there? And take a look. Also, the weekly candle is now starting to look into the red as we're starting to definitely come back down through Monday's low. And continuing down here, we're at 422 now. Um, we just got a little bit of a bounce there. We'll see what happens in the overall stocks. 
Definitely, I've been seeing kind of energy getting a little bit of a lift. But if you take a look, it's a sea of red out there, guys. Every sector is in the red for me from the open, some down more than others, but a lot of leaking on out there. And when all the stocks lead down, that's when you really got to be concerned. Now, utility and energy are probably some that are holding up the best. Healthcare also and some of the bigger names, but it's a tough market out there right now. And it's something that I'd keep on watch as you're seeing these uh, just charts just deteriorate. Now, of course, UNG oil are the ones that I've been watching to see if those can keep lift. And we got to be concerned about those taking off, right? If we see oil take off and we see natural gas take off, will that cause inflation to come back up? That's really my big concern and seeing what happens. Wearing dress suits with shorts underneath benefits of working from home. Hey, that's how you do it, James. Can't blame you for that. Uh, something that we'll see is, of course, if inflation starts getting rampant, what happens to the Fed going into September, right? Are they going to be handcuffed? Will they raise rates in September? Will they make the mistake of not raising rates and then all of a sudden oil takes off? I think that's more of a concern here because the idea is to get inflation down at no matter the cost, even if it means bringing this market right back down. So, I know that everybody's talking about the new bull market, but I would still be concerned because I feel that we're still in a bear market and this was a big bull market rally, a kind of bear market uh, rally back up and you're going to get those dead cap bounces that can go as far as this and can easily come right back down. We all got to be concerned in the long term, at least for me, I'm going to be really uh, kind of watching to see what happens in the inflation situation. Of course, this is all for me on energy. If we look at why inflation went down in the CPI, it was all about energy topping out. If energy peaks back and rent that keeps increasing and being sticky and inflation stays there, we could easily be back to 9% on the CPI. Um, so we'll see what happens there. It's definitely a concern towards most market coming down today and coming down this week. We'll see what happens next week. It's something that we all are going to keep on watch to see what happens. All right. I'll see you guys in a little bit. It's about two o'clock here. Definitely give me a thumbs on up before you get on out of here. We had over 165 of you guys watching today. If we could get to 75 likes before we get on out of here, I'd appreciate it. Hope you guys got some value out of today's show. Got some thoughts in your mind and thinking about, well, Okay, what's going on with growth? What's going on in oil, inflation? Should I keep my eye on some of these software names? If I had some good gains, do I run to the profit? Of course, that's always your decision, but something that I'm going to do is wave the red flag whenever I can for you guys to stay in the informational edge because that's what it's all about. And of course, keep working to improve your skills and I'll see you guys next week.